Welcome to Beyond Dragondom Podcasts. Series 2 are audio readings from Aisha, Primary Contact, by Leslie M. Laws. The author holds copyright, all rights reserved. Should you want more details on this series of books, check out the link to the Tales from Dragondom website. And now, let us join Aisha, going once more beyond the portal in the quantum space-time continuum. Episode 8 Expanding the Mission While the High Council of Mage and Wizards, along with others here in the Command Centre and Quarantine Portal around Zor and other planets in the Quadrant, are trying to determine how to proceed in this fluid situation. I was in a quiet area, awaiting the special connection, via little one, to the Dragon Council who wished to know all that had happened since we found and contained the Darkling craft. When we first arrived at the beginning of this initial mission to the planet, I had decided at some point to create my own record. Now is a good time to start recording. There should be a personal record as well as the official one. Somehow this feels important. I'm using the crystal given to me by Medina, the consciousness of Arianel, just before my graduation, to store these things, as I always have it with me. Our mission continues. Should we succeed, then Zor may continue in its gentle way of life. Should the Darkling take root, then these records will be a memory of what it was and our fight to keep it. Too soon, little one confirmed that the council was ready. Linking with him via the full and secret connection only dragons have with each other and with their riders, I was now transported back to when we contained the Darkling craft, to when a simple mission had turned into a fight to save a planet and his people. This is what the Council had wished to view, via my personal memory. I went deep inside myself and felt the power expanding until it was a bright ice-white diamond ball, and then I envisaged it engulfing the area Dralimur had suggested, forcing it out through the crystal in a blazing light we had started simultaneously in the ground, so as to hopefully prevent the black slime from spreading its viral sprawl further out from what we knew would already be the affected area. Vizorgan, I hoped we were in time. As the final seals were checked and completed at the corners, we both heard the sound that was a deep rumbling howl that was being emitted from within the hole. It vibrated the air around us and also ran through the ground as the darkling tried to push its way out of its new cage. The strength of what we had jointly co-created was strong enough. We knew to hold it. 
but still it tried. I felt drained. Releasing this amount of power was not something I was used to doing. Yet, together we had. I leaned forward slightly, as if trying to get my breath back, and leaned on my walking staff, which now was no longer streaming the beam, although the crystal was still gently throbbing with light. I looked up to see Dralimer walking around the exterior of our creation. He was pacing back and forth, as if he was either talking with our captive or checking out the joints in case we had missed something. Aisha, I want you to call Little One and then the two of you vortex this through to Michael back at source. It has to be removed from here as quickly as possible and you can fill them in on what has happened. I need to be elsewhere and Ipiga can hold fort here till you get back. I reached out immediately through my heart connection to Little One knowing he would come immediately. And so it was. His translucent, shielded shape became solid in front of my eyes. No words were needed. We stood ready, and I opened a spiralling vortex as Dralimer, with his power radiating from his fingertips, raised the massive cube out of the very planet, and then rejoined it as it entered the vortex our aim being to ensure safe passage, our destination, the centre of the all that is, at source. Firmly sat once more on Little One's back, I felt totally at ease. As we rode the stillness of the Vortex Centre, I sent out a telepathic heart-mind call to Michael in his role as Commander-in-Chief of the Celestial Section of the Cosmic Forces. Galaxies spun past as we vortexed through to Sirius and Source. Just before we entered that reality, Little One and I ensured that the weightlessness of the cube holding our captive was fully in place, so there was a gentle landing. Michael and several of the light warriors of the Celestial Army awaited us when we arrived. The containment cube was immediately removed, and I was summoned a full report on what we had found on Zor, and then waited for new orders. Leaving the meeting, Michael joined me as I walked through the garden area, which I knew was only holographic representation that I had created with my mind. A peaceful place, full of nature, with birds twittering and singing all around. So, both you and Dralimer believe this is an updated clone of the original that we believed was destroyed back on Mars during the ancient Galactic Wars. We had stopped and now he looked directly into my eyes, almost as if hoping I'd been joking. Yes, I have seen similar black slime affect people on Earth. Normally, people are not aware of it. They only feel the impact as it drains them of energy and causes depression, anger, envy, and lowers their vibration so they are totally malleable to those in control. I looked down for a second. It took me years to understand what was happening. Even then, 
there were only a few that would have listened. Part of the reason I am called weird, I suppose. I found it can be removed, but the human avatar, as well as the higher self of the person, need to be willing. I paused. He, for his part, continued to stare silently at me. This, while the same, is somehow different. Like the entity we encountered near Dralimo's home on the path to the stone circle, the sense we both intuitively pick up was that it acts as a fast-spreading virus that could affect every living species, even the plant itself. I shuddered at the thought. It is also fully conscious and a thinking entity in itself. If this gets... Michael raised his hand and cut me off in mid-sentence. Wait here. The force of his thought, as it entered me, was intense. He disappeared in the white mist, and now it closed in around me, and I turned to see little one was close behind me, but also now, like me, being engulfed in the all that is. My holographic garden had disappeared. The white mist was throbbing with light, and occasionally an orb became visible for the blink of an eye. Musical vibrations were audible, and it was certain that all those who would be required to know and would be instrumental on what would happen next were being informed. I moved closer to the little one and rubbed his neck. We knew how serious this was, and the fact that things around us were as they were we both knew we were, in fact, in the presence of the full High Council, and all we could do was wait. I was suddenly aware of a very gentle musical voice in my mind. I looked up and out of the mist, the form of a single large golden orb of light moved forward. Both Little One and I were very conscious of the beautiful entity we were connected with. Welcome, thank you, from all the Council, for the work that you are doing and the news that you bring us. We have discussed this and wish for you to return to Zor and work with the High Wizard Dralima and others to assist in correcting this problem. It is imperative that this virus is not allowed to overcome either the people or the planet, and his natural balance. From what Michael tells us, this now must be the priority. Both he and all the operatives he has are available, should you require them. We are calling a meeting of the High Councils of the Federation of Galaxies, close to Zor, to ensure others are also aware of what is happening so containment can be put in place. The pulsing of the orb continued at a steady rate. We are having the High Council of Wizards and Mage create a secondary portal space that can be used for decontamination checks and also for relaying information. It would be wise that the work on Zor is kept as quiet as possible for now 
so the darkling is not put on guard. Aisha, your knowledge of the darkling from Earth is now even more important to us as a collective than we could ever have expected. Please go back and do as much as you can with those you are working with. Stop this sadness and darkness before it gets hold. With that, the orb simply melted back into the mist. Yet the gentle feeling was still very much in my heart-mind. Aisha? Commander? It was the Commander-in-Chief, Michael, who was pushing into my mind and bringing me back into the now. I turned and he was right behind me. In human form, or should I say, that is how he was now appearing to me. The sensation I was picking up from him, in his serious, military self, which was very different from the gentle, happy-go-lucky feeling that was so often there. I need you to do a quick side trip for me. The time, now, is right to start bringing others into play, but carefully. Thus, I require you to go in person and deliver a message. I nodded. Uriel will help with the layout as we see it in Overcoming the Dark. Remember, we too are involved all the way. We are all aware how dangerous this creature is. However, we do need to not only understand it more, but know who is behind it and causing it to strike out. It could be directly connected with the Archons, or it may possibly go further than that, directly back to their creators, the Dark Lords. He shook his head, and I could feel his pain and anxiety. We must succeed. No world deserves to go through what has happened on Earth. Remember, unlike Earth and unbridled free will, all others are held responsible within the universal laws. From what you say, this darkling is an even bigger danger than that in mankind. Now he looked to include little one in the conversation, although he already was involved as he and I had our heart-mind connection between us fully open. Someone will go with you to the new zone, the secure portal. Little one, you will meet with Hylina and other mage from the High Galactic Council of Magicians and Immortals there. A quarantine zone must go around the affected galaxy where Zor is located. Forty-six planets have been included. Yet the secondary and strongest is only the five nearest to Zor. The wormhole is our biggest concern. You get on with the work on the ground. The Council will meet with the Federation heads. For a second, his form shimmered slightly. Obviously, he was receiving messages, which we were not privy to. His electric blue aura shimmered and pulsed. Then he stabilised again and continued. En route, you can call in on the Arcturian friend and take some information. I shuddered slightly inwardly remembering the last time Little One and I had been on a mission there to pick up intel for Michael. I thought I'd covered this, but 
heard little ones sniggering in my mind and was also aware of Michael smiling. No, you will be in a parallel timeline to the last meeting. He is in a different position now. He's expecting you. He's now a commander who I personally trust, and so should you. He is in fact one of the 144,000 operating in fractals. You will know what to say when you arrive. Just open your heart. From there, simply vortex to Uriel's position, there will be tracker beams into the location of the new zone that is being set up for this. He looked past me at Little One. Little One, you can use your own dragon power to home in on this. From there you can link in Zorian Elemental to Zor, and then Aisha can remote view what is happening. So we are fully informed. This secure area will be the centre for communications. You will both have to go there from Zor regularly to let us know what is going on, as it is preferable there is no other communication in the standard channels until this is fully understood. It was time to go, and we both took our leave, and as I slipped up onto Little One's back, Michael, with a wave of his hand, opened the portal and the vortex in front of us. And so our journey once more began. <laughs>